am Suzanne, and this is Supercharge Your Health. You can like us, subscribe, share on either the videos or the YouTube or the podcasts. You can find me at Discount Med Direct at 2414 Tamiami Trail Unit 1 in Port Charlotte. You can call me at 941-421-7155. And my partner in crime, Beth Andy Stockdale, owner of Your Total Body Wellness Center. And that's where we're broadcasting from today. And you can find me at 800 East Venice Avenue, Sweet C in Venice, Florida, 34285. Yes, please like Supercharger Health. We're on episode what? 34. This will 34. Be 34. So you have 33 episodes to get caught up on everything. <laughs> except acupuncture regarding your health <laughs> that will just it I make fun of myself every week because some of these modalities are new to me but they've been around for thousands of years and that may be the same thing with you especially with acupuncture maybe one of those things you've always heard about and heard weird things about and are curious about and or seeking an alternative to pain relief and depression and anxiety and we have one of the experts in the field with us here today Yay! <laughs> Dr. Karen Helmick. Thank you very much. She's an acupuncturist, a doctor down here in Inglewood, Florida. So I'm just going to take it over to you and say thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, this is so exciting. All right. Yeah, because I am always excited about everything. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk about acupuncture 101. So for our listeners and our viewers that have no idea what acupuncture is, take it away. Acupuncture <laughs> has been around for thousands and thousands of years. Told ya. Um, <laughs> it is one of the oldest, if not the oldest medicine there ever is, except uh-huh. for food and nutrition as a medicine. Um, but absolutely, it has been around for thousands and thousands of years. They actually dug up an Iceman who had tattoos, and they were actually put on acupuncture points, and they were <gasps> able to say definitively, they asked a couple of acupuncturists, what are these points actually uh, denoting or treating for this person? And they said, oh, it's IBS or Crohn's or something like that. And then come to find out, they actually did a little dissection. And sure enough, that's exactly what that guy was suffering from all those thousands of years ago. So the points have remained the same. We have found out even more research and continue to find out even more proof and research behind the acupuncture. Before, when China was kind of closed off, it was more difficult to do research because they were very closed as a culture. As a culture in China, doctors are reserved almost like a godlike position and you do not question the gods. <laughs> what they say, <laughs> it goes. And so what we now have done um, since the 60s when Nixon actually got acupuncture, he was one of the first <gasps> Americans to travel over there. Oh, wow. And he got acupuncture started kind of here in the U.S. and kind of tickled our brain as to how could this be helpful for the American population? And so with that, we've started to do a bit more research, a bit more research, and we are finding good, solid proof that certain points will do certain things. We've always known it anecdotally and through case studies, but now we absolutely have proof. So we know that three different points on your leg are going to increase the amount of dopamine that you have in the brain. All right, so let's take, we've got to take another step backwards. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> (laughs) What is acupuncture? So acupuncture...
doctor uses <laughs> yeah, little tiny acupuncture yeah. needles okay. that just barely penetrate the skin. So they are between the skin and muscle layer most of the time, unless we're doing a trigger point therapy where we actually go into the muscle to try and get that muscle to release. So they are between the skin and muscle layer. They are about the size of a puppy's whisker. So they are teeny, teeny, tiny. That's tiny. Um, <laughs> so 30 of them will fit into the traditional hypodermic needle that most people are picturing in their head. Oh, so wow. 30 of my needles will actually go in there into one of those hypodermic needles. So okay, I wish good, that people okay. would kind of, I wish we could call them something different other than needles because needles have a very scary, you know. Yeah, a lot of people are imagery. scared of needles. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. And so are they disposable now or do you? Yes. In this country, we have to have disposable needles, which I prefer because that means that they can be so, so tiny. If they have to be reused and sterilized and all the other stuff like they do still in some parts of China, they have to be the thicker needles to withstand that kind of sterilization processes. So I'm so, so relieved that we are able to use disposable needles every single time. All right. So how do you decide where on the body to put the needle? Ah, good question. So there is a three intake or a three prong intake that I actually use in my office. Number one is our little questionnaire as to what's going on for you. And for some of the questions, I've kind of simplified it for pain patients. But if you're there for IBS, it's much more detailed intake well, because we're we'll trying to look at everything, everything that is going on in the body. And we'll go into more detail later about all the different conditions that acupuncture can address, but just like explain the process of where the yes. needles go. Yes. So and the body anatomy. After the intake, <laughs> we kind of get a picture of what your classroom looks like. So if we talk about acupuncture, we're talking about different organ systems being out of balance or in balance. There you go. And so we talk about the fact that we all have a classroom of students and they're the same number of students and they're named after the different organ systems. So we would have the spleen, we'd have the kidneys, we'd have the liver, we'd have the lungs. And so for each of us, we all have those straight A students that are doing really, really, really well. And you might say, oh, you know, my body is just such a mess that I probably don't even have those straight A students. Everybody's got straight A students. And then everybody's also got those students that are kind of like, oh, we kind of need a little help. We kind of need to be sent to the principal's office or <laughs> we need to have a conference with mom and dad because we need so, something else to go on. So we determine who those are for you based on, you know, your intakes. So the second way that I would actually intake after the questionnaire and the paperwork that you have to fill out for every doctor's office um, would be to take a look at your tongue. So the tongue represents everything that has gone on in your life. Not only your congenital stuff, which you were born with, but everything that you've done up until this point. So if you're a person who never has historically slept well, it will show up in your tongue. Oh my gosh! And if you're a person who consistently craves chocolate, <laughs> that you're will also show up in there. <laughs> That was another program. <laughs> you're long magnesium if you're crazy, crazy <laughs> and, and it's delicious. <laughs> 
dark chocolate, 70% or higher, and then work your way up to 80, 85%. So it's almost like a tree. So if we're looking at the tree um, and we've cut it a slice section, we can see the rings of the tree. So it's mm-hmm. the only internal organ that we could readily see back 3,000 years ago before the whole CAT scans and x-rays and everything else. So it's actually mapped out as far as where your organs actually lie. So the tip of your tongue is the heart. Wrapping around the tip of the tongue are your lungs. And then the sides of the tongue are actually the liver because they thought we had two livers way back when. So they have the spleen, job of the spleen and the liver kind of overlapping. So you can look at the tongue Mm -hmm. and determine where a person's imbalance is in which of the organs. Exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. And because everything is fluctuating, everything is changing from day to day, we juxtapose that with the pulses. So the pulses tell me minute to minute, second to second, what's going on with that person. So while this might be their constitution, this very day they might need something else. So if I'm, again, using the classroom analogy, traditionally this student needs a little more help in math, say. Um, And so that might be what we're seeing with the tongue. But if I'm the principal and I take a look in that classroom that very second, even the straight-A student might be throwing a spitball that day. So so that's why we kind of take a look at the pulse as well. Right. So do you do just the pulse and the wrists or do you do multiple? We do the pulse and the wrist, but we do it in three different areas on each wrist and then we do it at three different depths because each place in each position tells us about a different organ system as well. So that's also mapped out. In in our prior episodes, we've talked to chiropractors and whatnot. So Mm -hmm. we can talk about organ systems. We can talk about, let's talk about meridians. Let's talk about how the meridians are connected. Absolutely. Because I know when they were with some circulation issues with my dad, they would take his pulse and his ankle Mm -hmm. just to check. Yep, yep. And that's also a good pedal pulse so that they can check blood flow. So we have to have quite a bit of Western doctor training as well. I am not on par with a Western doctor by any means. I'm not saying that, but we've had to have a lot of classes with that. And so that's another place that's very easy for us to check and a very easy way for us to say, okay, are we in fact getting more restored blood flow to that area or are we not? And so that would also be a good way to diagnose that. All right, so can you explain, since I mentioned it, can you explain what the meridians are? So the meridians are like pathways. They are like roads in your body. So they are communicating directly with that particular organ system. They also communicate with the brain and they communicate with each other. So it's it's very much like they have many different exit points and entry points as well. So certain points in the body, certain acupuncture points will treat a variety of different things. For example, stomach 36, which is located just below your knee, three of your finger widths away from the knee on the outside of the shin bone. This is known as the point that cures all everything (laughs) is the bomb. (laughs) If you only have to ever use one point in your whole life, they would always tell you to use this one as a health point. So what is it about that meridian? What's it connect to that is like the universal spot? Yep, so that is basically, it's the stomach channel, which is full of chi and blood. So that is our vital essence and restoring our vital essence. So it re- boosts your immune system, it keeps you healthy, it helps with what? digestion. So we, should we just be pressing on yes, that all the time? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and in China, they'll actually, um, in Chinese culture, I should say, you know, so not just in China, but a lot of p- folks will actually warm that area all the time. Mm. 
so they'll actually use a substance called moxa and they'll warm that area to the point where sometimes you'll even see a little scar there on their leg because they've done it so much and they just you know oh they haven't paid attention and it just burned their skin a little bit so they'll actually warm that area but using it as an acupressure point would be wonderful and so let's keep doing these little sidebars but I know, that's sorry. okay <laughs> so you can get the benefit from acupressure without the needles absolutely puncture because absolutely. those same points along those same meridians are the same whether you're putting pressure on them or inserting correct. a needle correct and a lot of times with children we are more interested in doing acupressure than acupuncture we definitely do experience a little bit more of a uh, let's say a stronger stimulation with the needles which most people once they've gotten you know past their 20s or so you can you kind of need a little bit more of a boost than right. a child who has their energy circulating very quickly as well as more towards the surface. Not to say that acupressure is not as helpful or can't be as helpful as acupuncture, but for a lot of people, the acupuncture tends to be a little bit stronger effect. But something like that that you could do in oh, between visits. Yes, yes, please, Absolutely. by all means. And then the other thing that we were wanting to cover and right. wanting to talk about was actually ear seeds. So there's a couple of different ways that you can actually boost yourself between treatments. So my job is to keep you out of my office and recruiting more patients for me. (laughs) I I don't like to see you. (laughs) You're helping more people. There you go. There you go. Sharing the wealth. You know, I just, I I always tell my patients, I'm like, okay, let's make you better. (laughs) And they look at me funny and I'm like, no, I have a different philosophy than traditional Western doctors that want to keep you coming in to see them. No, no, no. <laughs> my business I want is, to see your friends. <laughs> my main business is discount medications, but we've often said, even my business partner and I, if we could make everyone healthy mm-hmm. and put ourselves out of business, that would be a good thing. Exactly. And we yeah. would just exactly. move on to something else. Exactly. You know, we're more than happy to your move CBD, on to... Your CBD, your essential oils. We'd move yep. on to something else. The biomass. Whatever we, you right. know, but if we could right. make everyone he- healthy so that they didn't have to come and visit us, that exactly. would be a like an amazing thing. Yes. I totally okay. agree. Okay, so you're talking about ears. Yes. And seeds. So go ahead and explain so that procedure. It is a form of acupressure and there are different micro systems of the whole body. And so if I didn't bring my good example, but if you look at the ear in your mirror, um, go ahead and take a look at your own ear. It actually looks like a person in a fetal position. So the head would be represented here, spine here, and it's almost like they're curled up into a little ball. So heart would be in the center here and then all the other vital organs in the center of your ear. So we can actually do a little stimulation of that through our between treatments um, by placing little ear seeds there. And then you kind of remember throughout the day and just give it a little press. And you can press and hold it for about 10 seconds. So that has some good effect. And there's like little seeds, like metal, like little bearing, or yes, metal ball yes, kind of thing. Yes, yes, yes. And it's just acupressure. Absolutely. That's all it is. Oh my God, this Absolutely. is fascinating. All right, so what happens with those of us that have multiple ear piercings? What have oh. we, I know, I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. Um, what have I done to myself? Well, <laughs> this is for any young people <laughs> that are considering getting multiple piercings go. So this is a great, great question because a lot of my patients suffer like I did with headaches and migraines. And so they'll get the piercing that is through this area right here of their ear through the cartilage. And it does help short term. 
because again, you have that acupressure going on, you have that stimulation of the nerve. What unfortunately will happen is, is that those migraines will return because we haven't fixed the issue. And now you have to find where that point moved to because our nerves will regenerate and regrow. And so now I have to kind of hunt and peck for where to actually place a seed to stimulate from now on. And if you keep piercing <laughs> and keep moving, that point then you run out of space basically am i damaging those nerves um you have initially mm -hmm. however um it does reroute itself so okay. it's not Yay. initially it's kind of like uh, overstimulation right. but then as it's rerouting you're missing that point for a little bit and then it will go ahead and re regenerate i because i have a friend who had double piercings mm -hmm. and was getting horrific vertigo yes and she finally I don't know if it was a chiropractor or it was another acupuncturist told her to take out that second piercing. The Correct. minute she took that second piercing out, she was fine. Yes, that is a very, very big vertigo point okay. is actually up towards the um, where the lobe actually meets the cartilage there. That's actually <laughs> a big yours. vertigo yeah. point. <laughs> so if you are experiencing any vertigo, go ahead and press right there. Your um, fleshy part yeah. actually meets the cartilage right here and just kind of even press in with your nail or you know just kind of stimulate it and rub it a little bit that should help the vertigo to subside just a little bit the other thing is is we have the vagus nerve that is coming out right, right here just below our ear and so if you're having vertigo make sure to stretch that and to stretch out these SCM muscles that actually join here a lot of times we'll clench our jaw throughout the evening and that can also tighten up and then make that vertigo even worse so these are just some helpful tips that you can do I'm have because to send this. I have a it's friend kind of that's a crisis. been dealing with vertigo recently so much. Ah, specifically send this episode to her. Right. Yes, right. Please so do. so speaking of acupuncture is the use of acupuncture is the use of these tiny 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 little needles <laughs> that go in according to specific spots and we'll talk mm -hmm. about this in a second. But your meridians run in correct me from your feet through your body out your hands yep. and they connect the different organs. Correct. Like I correct. remember when I was having issues with my shoulder the point that he was putting the needle was in the side mm -hmm. of my knee yeah right? and a lot um, <laughs> a lot so. of times the most effective point to use is not where you're experiencing the most pain so we like to go to the source or as far away as possible because we're kind of directing the soldiers away from that area directing that inflammation away from the area of most discomfort can you explain the correlation between using acupuncture or acupressure and blockages in these meridians so anytime in that you have a malfunction or pain or discomfort we're talking about there being a blockage in traffic so think of it again as these are meridians are roads and you have a traffic accident that's happened along that road so what we're trying to do with this with the acupuncture is to either call in you know some more ambulance <laughs> tow truck background <laughs> all that stuff it up. Um, to <laughs> to do so by doing a point farther away or we can actually work directly at the area so I like to do both I like to okay. do a little bit of both as long as that person is not in severe severe discomfort 
or I can't access it because they say broke a leg or and it's casted now. Um, so in that circumstance, I'll actually mirror it on the other side. And so let me back up. Um, during my externship while I was still in school, I had the opportunity to work at what was called Health South. Now it's called uh, I forgot something else. I forgot. Yeah, yeah um, <laughs> but um, with a lot of amputees, and oh, so wow. with that we could clear phantom limb pain and oh. sometimes for months on end just with one treatment because we re-educated those nerves by actually using points on the other side and calming those nerves down it sent a signal to the brain that said turn this off please and so we were able to get them out of discomfort very very quickly so that was very rewarding now talking about the different ages and you were talking about using acupressure with kids what about elderly in our area we have a lot of senior citizens we have a lot of places like Mm -hmm. health south and other Mm -hmm. um facilities that people live in with an older person that has thinner skin and stuff would you use the needles or would acupressure be better for them actually acupressure would be worse for them because it would tend to actually break up some of those capillaries a little bit more with how fine my needles actually are they are perfectly safe for anyone on any kind of blood thinners or anything else they go between the skin and muscle layer they usually do not touch any of those capillaries or wow. blood vessels this is awesome. um, so very rarely do we have any kind of bleeding very rarely do we even have any kind of bruising afterwards every once in a while I will it's my fault <laughs> and I leave just a tiny little bruise because I just did not see that one little capillary that's there um, but it's very rare and um, I treat people all the time that are on blood thinners and everything that's else so with great great success all right so the big umbrella question is what are some of the conditions that people have out there generally and then which ones would you not normally think about gotcha that's a great question so what brought me to this medicine was actually I suffered from really terrible migraine headaches that Western medicine just was not getting rid of and I would clear up occasionally but not always with the medication and I would be violently ill I actually had a Western medicine doctor sit me down and say these are verging on trans ischemic attacks you are having many strokes you are in big trouble you need to figure out a way to get rid of this you know and a figure doctor it out. was telling you that yeah. you had to figure out a way <laughs> yeah. I'm like um okay so I I was a needle folk before this believe it or not I really I really was I was just kind of like oh I really don't think so but then I went ahead and tried it and um, sure enough after that first visit I had relief Oh, wow. I had significant relief. And I was talking about having migraines and headaches and to the verge of TIAs where it was putting me down once a month for days, like mm-hmm. three days at a time. And it was very, very regular. So I had that happen, I'm thinking it's 11 years now. And that's been my anniversary where I have not had those kind of migraines ever since. Yeah. I had one since where I triggered it myself with foods, but, okay. but that was me. <laughs> And that was on me. <laughs> but you know what? And that brings up a good point. Again, little sidebar, that a lot of migraines are triggered by food sensitivities. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the same thing with coughs and whatnot. So food sensitivities, there is another episode. Yep. Okay. <gasps> yep. Put it on the yep. list. All right. So, so some of the other, so yep. definitely, definitely, I found relief with it. A lot of my patients have found r- tremendous relief with it. Another one of my specialties that people don't tend to think of immediately is Parkinson's. I do treat <gasps> Parkinson's 
really, really well, and especially side effects from Parkinson's. So our main goal is not to cure Parkinson's, but to get them living as comfortably as possibly, happy as possible, because that's also another huge, huge thing. And as comfortable as possible, because another big thing that I always see with my Parkinson's patients is that they're constipated. So that's another big thing that we try to work on as well, through herbs, through acupuncture, we can usually get that to happen I as well. Does it help with the tremors? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely it does. Because, a little segue, I'm a certified brain health coach. And ah. I've done presentations up at Parkinson Place mm-hmm. Two, mm-hmm. two times, three times. So I'm familiar with the whole Parkinson thing. Now, before, like, maybe even when we first started this broadcast, you said something about acupuncture stimulating dopamine. Mm-hmm. Parkinson's is tied to a dopamine deficiency. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we could go on about acupuncture <laughs> and ADD. Yep. And depression. All, and depression. Okay. Those even are those. anxiety. Anxiety. Yep. Okay. All of those. All of those. Okay. Absolutely. So it's not just the physical pain stuff. It's the emotional brain cognitive stuff also. Absolutely. I like to say that anything in Western medicine that they treat, we treat as well. The only thing that acupuncture is not real great about is changing structure. And so a lot of people that that come to me with significant pain, I can relieve the pain temporarily, but I cannot change structure. So if the pain is a result of the fact that... The misalignment misalignment right. and that's why it works so well with chiropractic with uh, with what you do which is retraining the muscles so mm-hmm. that they can actually hold those adjustments or to retrain so that we can hopefully have that bone in a different position um, and posturally we can be different so right. we can definitely make some changes but I like to say I don't change structure so like I have a friend that had shoulder replacement she fell and broke her shoulder but she's now having lingering pains and because it took her so long to get the shoulder replacement she's having neuropathy in her hand so both of those two things we can absolutely work on and improve um tremendously so i also use some cold lasers and different things like that that i have in my office as well but absolutely even just the acupuncture has worked phenomenally well for that but yes and even to an extent releasing that muscle and retraining it to accept the new configuration that's there. Well, she's doing be- pretty good with as far as good, like movement good, and that good. stuff. But the but so the tingling and the numbness and everything, and correct me if I'm wrong, means that there is some blockage correct. along these pathways correct. that the acupuncture, acupressure can now open up those pathways again correct. to get more circulation. So because of the surgery, there may have been now something that got twisted Mm-hmm. It's pinching off. Well, and I whatever. like to always say that it's almost like um, when you have neuropathy, it's almost like if you're looking at a cord, that cord has actually frayed the outside coating. Okay. And so what acupuncture can do is to repair that fray so Ooh. that we are not only regenerating the nerve, we're re- improving circulation. We're trying to improve and make sure that the inflammation is down and trying to relieve that blockage as well. So it's kind of like a threefold okay. approach to well, that. Well, and her started not so much after the surgery, but before because she went so long gotcha. between breaking it and surgery and it yes. was in the sling yes. for so long. Yes. That's when she started feeling the issues yes. with the and hand because we, she wasn't moving it. She couldn't move it. Right. And if we pinch off the water supply to a plant, you're going to have the same thing. Right. That wilting of the plants and so it's trying to regenerate mm-hmm. it's just not there yet all right uh last question because this is another baby of mine hormone optimization oh yes can you use acupressure 
pressure, yes. acupuncture yes. for hormonals. A hundred percent, hundred percent. I love it. I love it. I love it. And the changes are phenomenal. Um, so that's another thing that I actually work on quite a lot is either the transition that menopause provides us with <laughs> or, <women>. or, <laughs> even, <laughs> or even PMS and trying to get pregnant and fertility and that kind of stuff. So on both sides of the coin, absolutely acupuncture helps to balance those hormones. I would think for fertility mm-hmm. that it could probably be kind of amazing because yes. if you had some blockages and there flow. are actually studies that acupuncture improves the results of IVF treatments by up to 60 percent awesome. so wow. you are spending a huge amount of money please go get acupuncture right and improve right. your chances by another 60 percent of becoming you know and being able to carry pregnancy how about generalized stress oh yeah and right now we're living in very anxious times mm. so i always 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 include points for that um okay. whether or not the patient has actually verbalized that and we call it our dopamine high as we're riding out of the <laughs> out of the parking lot <laughs> you feel really good <laughs> well, we talked about that but right before we started that i i was a, a test dummy at a networking event for the what you called the happy point on mm-hmm. the top of your head mm-hmm. that acupuncturist that was the speaker for that particular engagement wanted a person who had had acupuncture so she she did one right on the top of my head while we were in this meeting (laughs) i love it absolutely and if you're ever trying to remember something just tap on the top of your head or just kind of scratch it inadvertently and hopefully that thought will come to you (laughs) and one last general type question what's the difference between acupressure and reflexology reflexology deals with just the palms and feet of a person with acupressure it's the whole body you can use all any point on the whole body so they overlap but they're not exactly the same they're using microsystems for the reflexology you want to try reflexology and not getting the results that <clears throat> acupressure so you will can have just acupressure yes, sessions with, yes. with folks mm-hmm. so if they're not ready to jump into <clears throat> acupuncture absolutely we can start with the absolutely and there's even um, a treatment using magnets it's a Japanese style treatment and we can actually just tape some magnets to you so no invasive invasion whatsoever you relax and we just get that energy flowing a little bit better what does the the magnets do so the magnets again are doing the exact same thing that acupuncture does it's just rerouting the flow of that energy because there's always a pull between those magnets now left hand or right hand for magnets ah like if people are wearing bracelets like this is one is for emfs Mm-hmm. But uh, for those people that have arthritis or whatever, and they're wearing the bracelets that have magnets in them, is there a difference between left hand and right hand? Absolutely there is. But if you have any kind of arthritis in your hands, whichever hand is worse mm-hmm. to test it out, I would use it there. And then if it's on both hands, just wear them on both. Okay. Wear them on both. And then for EMF stuff, I would say whichever is your dominant hand. I would wear it on that. I was always told that the energy comes in through your left and out through your right. It does. And <laughs> and that's how we needle, but okay. in practicality, we're trying to block. So we're trying to block things, and if you're more dominant with your right hand, even though that is our receiving hand with your left, I would put it on your right. Oh, okay. There you go. Because again, we're receiving from people, from other things that we right. touch all throughout the day as well. So okay. there you go. All is right. there anybody who shouldn't have Oh, very good question. And we the answer would be no. We kind of I mean, touched on a couple of the things, like you know, medication. Cardiac, 
detox, and, you know, medications, yeah. anything, and any contraindications? Only, no. Um, the only contraindications are certain herbs will have interference or interactions with certain medications. And your licensed acupuncturist knows what those are very, very well because we, <laughs> we have it drilled into us multiple <laughs> times every year. <laughs> and, um, and that's something that we are very, very well aware of. There's no contraindication to the actual acupuncture. So for the procedure, there are none, any but supplemental herbs or whatever herbs they or supplements, you would add yes. as an adjunct. Yes. And that's something that most acupuncturists do is herbal medicine as well. Correct. Correct. For I medicine. like to start with the acupuncture, see what kind of changes we get with that, and then the second visit, go ahead and add in the um, herbs to kind of help clear out anything else that's remaining. And so I like to say, this is how much progress we made with just the acupuncture. If we add the herbs, then will know separately, you know, how much that actually helps you as well. So it helps to solidify it with the patient as well, because they're like, wow, okay, those herbs really change this and this, you know, and the acupuncture is responsible for that and that. And and all of these modalities work synergistically together. Absolutely. Number one. Number two is everything, nothing happens in isolation. No, no. If you're dehydrated and you go to try to get an acupressure session, what's going to (laughs) happen? Not very good things. Not very good things. So, you know, there's some common things about nutrition and hydration and sleep and all those those good things. Oh, can you treat sleep? Yes, yes, (gasps) yes, yes. Okay. Tremendously well. Snoring, <laughs> sleep apnea? We can help with that, but it's going to be more short term because okay. a lot of times that is more structural related oh, or weight loss will actually help with that as well. So yeah. yes, <gasps> all those things. And I just want to say this is a perfect time to have a Chinese-based episode because we're in the middle of the mid-autumn moon <laughs> autumn moon ceremony wow. in China. you're I, awesome! Did you <laughs> know that? people don't know that. <laughs> I actually have a Facebook friend that's living in Singapore right now and she put Very it on cool. there this morning so I saw it this morning and they make these altars and put out moon cakes. Very cool. And yes. So yeah. now I want moon cakes. <laughs> I don't know where to get moon cakes, but the other big thing is is that I think yes. you need an acupressure session <laughs> to get rid of your craving for moon pies. Moon, moon, moon pies, pies, moon cakes. They're completely different. Oh my goodness. It sounds like sugar to me. All right. <laughs> Uh, it does have sugar in it. I right. have to say, I Absolutely. At All right, we're going off on but a tangent. But you only eat one. You just eat one little one as a ceremony. Beth does not approve stevia. this message. You stevia. Right, I'm, I'm like stepping away from this one. All right, so here we are. It's Supercharger Health. We're going to cut it off now before we start talking about more sugar. Um, Beth Annie Stockdale out here at the Your Total Body Wellness Center. Thank you for watching our episode on acupuncture and acupressure and seeds on our ears and all sorts of things. <laughs> that are going to help you just supercharge your health. Um, I'm at the Your Total Body Wellness Center located at 800 East Venice Avenue, Sweet C, here in Venice, Florida, 34285. You can call me, text me, 941-468-7091. Uh, email yourtotalbody at yahoo.com. And Suzanne. I am Suzanne with Discount Med Direct. You can reach me at 2414 Tamiami Trail, Unit 1. Phone number is 941-421-7155. You can reach us here at info at healthsupercharged.com. We are on Facebook at Supercharge Your Health. And Dr. Karen, how do people get in hold with you? <laughs> Dr. Karen Helmick and I work out of Healthy Body Acupuncture and it is here in Venice. My number there is 941-228-2688 and you can reach me at Dr. Karen Helmick, H-E-L-M-I-C-K at gmail.com. 
and your Thank website. Thank you so much. AcupuncturVenice.com. Very right. good. And we will make sure to link all of that in the in the comments comments for everyone. Thank you so much. And again, if you have any questions about what we talked about today, do not hesitate to reach out to Dr. Karen, myself, mm-hmm. Suzanne. Comments on YouTube, wherever, and we will get back to you because it, our wish for you is to be well, to feel well, and to stay well.